Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Sticky Learning Lunches with me, Nathan Simmons. We're just going to give it 30 seconds to get the final people in the room. Couple more people arriving. Great to see you. Yes, this is Friday. Yes, this is slightly more casual than my white shirt look Monday to Thursday. Who have we got Ryan? Good to see you, Colin. Thank you for being here again. Very appreciated. Darren, good to see you, Fabian. Gina, amazing. Thank you for being here. Howard, June, Karen, Tim, Tracy, Victoria. Thank you very much. Camouflage, not against the white wall. You know, I'm sure camouflage means I disappear into the background, not stand out from it. <laughs> so look, we're getting into day two of negotiation skills. Really grateful for everyone being here on this Friday for 30 minutes of their lunchtime with me. So I want maybe in the future when all this is over, we actually have a face-to-face -face lunch and we all get together and we do a lunch and learn somewhere, somewhere central, and we do this and we actually have something to eat afterwards. I think that would be a great idea. You've made it fun and interesting, made it a fun and interesting lockdown. You're very welcome, very, very welcome. Let's get into this. Agreed, sounds good to me. Okay, we've got some, we've got some positive votes for a lunch and learn somewhere. It could just well be the back of Costa at King's uh, Charing Cross train station, but if we can get together and actually say hello and shake hands, that would be amazing. Let's get into this. Set up the day, let's set up this session. Mobile phones, let's do this. Airplane mode, zero out the distraction, 100% attention. Fresh pad on your, on fresh note, no, fresh page on your notepad. Get keepers at the top. These are the things that you want to remember, remind yourself about, and come back to and reignite to, to kind of get the thinking going and put new ideas into flow and into flight. That way, when you go back, you'll remember things that were said, ideas that were shared, and you'll come up with new ideas as well as those two things converge. Drink, hydrated, it's getting warmer out there, so let's make sure you've got a drink and you can keep that attention flowing on this fine Friday. And let's do this. So, welcome to Sticky Learning Lunches with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter, the home of Sticky Learning. And we are the leadership, development and soft skills provider to the grocery and manufacturing industry. Idea of these lunchtime learnings is to help you be the best, best version of you in the work you do, whether it's at home right now or whether that's helping you to return back to the work, uh, to the to the work environment. Doesn't matter. Here to help. Here to maximise the thinking and maximise your capabilities to go and deliver an even better result. Negotiation, day two. Starting to get into some of the technicalities of what we do. It's going to come off the screen share for a little bit. Quick recap on yesterday. Number one, what did we cover yesterday? Mindset, the key elements of negotiation in anything that we're doing, whether it's sales negotiation, one-to-ones, personal development, any conversation that we need to be having, there needs to be an element of preparation. Why? Because we, we feel underprepared, we feel underqualified, and as a result of that, it puts us under stress. Mindset is always the thing that's gonna, gonna support us. Everything is preceded by a thought. Everything happens because of what we think. It's then our emotions that follow that thinking that then cause us some of the problems. So what we covered yesterday, 
very high level. First thing is positioning, about how you position yourself. Uh, one analogy that came to mind as I was writing some more in-depth information about this, this this morning, you know, often when we go to war, we have to get a position, we have to hold a position, and we have to defend a position. Does it mean that every conversation we're going into, we're already thinking it's going to be a war or a battle? Actually, with this, this in mind, maybe we need to relax and stop positioning ourselves, stop defending and stop fighting. The second thing we covered was importance. Lower the stress, lower the pressure, take the importance off it. If you're looking for a new client or a new contract, let's be frank, you didn't have it in the first place, therefore you're not losing it. Reduce the importance, take the stress out of it. It doesn't mean that you have to be, um, or sorry, in, instead of doing this, you can still be confident in what you're delivering and still be focused in what you're bringing to that conversation. Again, think about what you're contributing and the growth that you're creating, the impact as a result of you being there, rather than what you think you're going to get or not get. Reduce the importance. The second thing you've got to do in here, or sorry, the third thing in here, because it's going to break into two parts, is listening. When we take ourselves out of the position, we lower, lower the importance, we can then start to listen to actually, actually what's going on for the other person. How are they positioning themselves? What pressure are they putting themselves under? What's the reason? Who, who do you feel is putting the pressure on them? Actually, we can start to get a bit curious. We can start to get some ideas about actually what's important to them. And then the, third, and the, sorry, the final part for this um, is then thinking about our language. What words we're going to use, how we're going to approach it. Showing appreciation, finding merit in what people are saying and finding the value in what they're saying. So actually we can have a, 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 a mutually beneficial conversation rather than give, take or, or going in for the kill. So these are the first things, it's the mindset. Everything starts with mindset. But then we want to get into a little bit of the technicalities of what we're doing here. We want to you know, have a structure to the conversation. And it's what we're going to provide you with is what we call the square dance. So the, we're going to provide you with a link in a minute to the article, which is good. Tracy, glad you're back in. We're going to provide you with the link to the article, which gives you the downloadable template of the square dance. We'll drop that into the, uh, to the chat box in just a moment. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, I shared it briefly yesterday. I'm going to share it with you now so you can see this immediately. So you have the key elements here. So this one sheet provides you with an opportunity just before you go into any conversation, any negotiation, let me clarify, any kind of business professional negotiation. Now, if you're negotiating with a seven-year-old daughter, like I have to about bedtime, writing one of these sheets beforehand may not be the, the, the appropriate thing. But maybe actually, as I'm saying that, that might actually be a beneficial thing. Maybe I should do this at lunchtime just to work out what might happen this evening and work out what my what I would like to achieve, what my my walk aways from, and what I can, you know, what I'm willing to trade with my daughter to support her going to bed on time. Links there now for the ultimate guide. And then there is the, the the square dance template as well. So the first part we want to talk about, you've got wish and walk. And then you've got give and take, and then you've also got um, your tools and tactics. So in this, the first part we're gonna cover is your wish and walks. What is your wishes? 
your wish is the things that you want to take away. It's what you want to achieve from the conversation. You know, what are you wishing? You know, what is the desired outcome of this conversation? And as Stephen R. Covey says in uh, Habits of Highly Effective People, is you know, begin with the end in mind. You want to know where you're going. I said this in goal setting. I've said it in the PDP planning previously in those in those tutorials before. You need to know where you're going, and it's like satnav. Unless you know where you are and where you want to get to, you know, you're never ever going to get kind of the the right route and the right path to make that happen. So your wish is the first part. The bit that you need to be really clear of the first part is you make your wishes smart. And we've talked about that. You need to be looking for your smart objectives, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, relevant, results focused, and time bound. So you need to be clear, you know, is, is do you want, you know, if you're selling produce or you're selling you know a product and you want six pounds eighty for a, per crate and you want to sell 100 of those crates, and you need to be clear, your wish is that I wish to sell 100 crates, and they need to be at £6.80. The moment you kind of make it unspecific and unmeasurable, I want to sell some crates, well, maybe you only sell two, and maybe you only get them for £4. So we need to be really clear on what we're doing. The other part we need to think about in this, and I've said this around goal setting, we talk about this in, in the negotiation preparation, is make your goals credibly stretched. Not incredibly stretched, credibly stretched. Now, if you're attempting to sell a Ford Focus and it's a year old or two years old, and you want you know, £10,000 for it, do you put it in Auto Trader for £10,000? Or do you put it in there for 10999 just to make sure you've got some bargaining space? So we make it reasonable and credible. Why? Because if you put it in there and it's a year, two years old, and you put it in at 24,500 and it's a Ford Focus, you're not going to get much interest because it's not credible. And we do the same thing with our own sales targets. We just want to give them a little bit more room so that actually we've got some room to play with so that if we miss the sales target, we're still head and, head and shoulders above, or we sorry, if we miss the target that we set, we're still head and shoulders above the expectation of the rest of the business. So we give ourselves a little bit of stretch to play with in here. Make your objectives smart and put them in your wish list. The other thing that we need to talk about and actually include is something we got from Jeff Birch a few weeks ago. Plan A and Plan B. So what do we mean by this? You have your wish list. You have your smart objectives. You want to go in and you want to get this. And I'm going to speak to Bob, who's the head of sales, procurement, whatever it is, and he's going to give me this. Fantastic. And you go in, and Bob's not there. And all your preparation gone out the window. You're like, oh, I'm not going to get what I set out to get from this conversation. And who are you speaking to? You're speaking to Enid, the cleaner. Oh. Right. So plan A rapidly went out the window because we're not speaking to the head of, of sales or resourcing or whatever. And now we've got to switch to plan B. And I'm speaking to Enid. Enid, 
okay, what do I want to get out of this? How do we quickly switch to the person we're speaking to to help us get what we actually need that's going to help us make the next movement when we go back and speak to Bob? And if you saw the, the, four, the coming four-stage sales plan, you'll see that mentioned in here. Okay, actually, if I'm speaking to this person, what is now my objective? What do I want to get from this conversation? Well, maybe that lady can introduce me to the head of cleaning and the head of facilities, which actually require this product, which means I can have a different conversation about a different service that we provide. Okay, now I'm winning. Now I'm flexing. As I've said before, you know, if you're in the UK, when you get to the roundabout, you come off the motorway, you hit the roundabout and you want to turn right, do you actually turn right? Open question for all of you. If you're in the UK and you're on a, you know, kind of hitting that roundabout off the motorway and you want to turn right, do you turn right? Yes or no? No. Good. What happens? Exactly. You keep left. What happens if you do turn right? Serious RTA, major problem, and you lose your license in a nutshell. So sometimes when we understand when we're going on the river of negotiation, the river of life, Sometimes we have to turn left in order to go right. But maybe that conversation with that individual, you know, is, is, is the support mechanism to make the future conversation even more robust, even stronger. But if you think it's going to be a problem or you, you've missed out because of your preparation is lacking in flexibility, you're going to undermine the whole of your process and the whole of your outcomes. Super important we understand this. The other thing is rule of three. We use this a lot, Toastmasters, when we're speaking, we use it when we're coaching, you know, what's the best three outcomes we want to get? Um, you know, it's, and we use it in interior design, actually, you know, measurements of threes and thirds. And it's the same with our wish list. How, you know, how many wishes, you know, what do you want to get out of it? How many do you want? Three. No more, no less, going for three ideally, because then it gives you a bit of flex and a bit of room to play with. You're not overly confusing yourself. If you go in there with 27 outcomes that you would like, you're more than likely going to confuse yourself. You'll confuse the person you're speaking to. And as the saying goes, confused people don't buy. Simple as that. Three items, have some flex, have a plan A and a plan B, and make those wishes smart. Number three, your walks, your walkaways. What is it that actually you won't have? What is it or where is it is actually you switch off and you disengage? How far are you willing to go or to, to flex in order to get what you want? Howard, I can absolutely do that for you. Take it off the screen share. I kept the template up there just so you could see it. The walkaways are the things that you're not willing to compromise on. How low is that price going to go? If you want £6.80 per crate, what's the worst terms and conditions that you will settle for at the lowest point? What's acceptable still to you? You Whatever it is, £6.80 per crate, and your lowest one is £6.10. Okay, any lower than that? Then... Okay, we have to have a, um, an appropriate exit to the conversation. 
we have to stop what's going on because actually we're not getting where we need to be. What we're being mindful of when we're doing this is, is coming back to this mindset here, how we then disengage, how we pull away from that. Now, if we're stuck in you know, our position and our importance, you know, and we're stuck in it, and it's open question for all of you, if we're stuck in here defending our position and, and trying to shoot the enemy or being that shark on the kill because it's so important and we become needy and greedy about it, and actually our walk away, they've gone beyond that, what happens to the conversation when we need to disengage? How do you think that ends? Let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are and how you think that conversation ends when our mindset is in all of those wrong places. Badly in one word. Oh, yeah, we've got a few badlies coming in. Dissatisfied. Absolutely. So when we get stuck in this mindset and that starts to happen, this is when we start to sweat. It's when we start to get agitated. The brain starts to shut down. We flip into the kind of the primordial parts of the brain. Fight, flight, flock or freeze kicks in. Our language uses starts to diminish as the neocortex starts to shut down. And our words become shorter and go to one syllable. And when we leave that room, we will not leave any space to have a future conversation because we'll get into the place of, you know, fists banging on desks and red faces and embarrassment and frustration as we exit that. But if we're staying in this place and we're listening and we're using our language, actually, when we get to these points, we can then have a reasonable conversation and say, okay, this is, this is where we need to be. I can appreciate where you are and I can find merit and, and, understand, and value and appreciation in those elements. This is where we are. This is the lowest point that we're able to go. Beyond that, we're not able to go any further. And I'm happy to stop the conversation there if that's the case. Keen to make sure this is only the first parts of the template and we're gonna talk about tradables tomorrow, uh, not Saturday, talk about tradables on Monday and we'll dive in a bit further than that. But we need to make sure that when we're getting to this place, that we're in the right mindset when we get there. And if it's not appropriate for you to have a relationship with that individual or for it to go, that's also okay. When we're understanding and we have this listening here and we've worked out these elements here and we've got to this, we need to make sure that it's mutually beneficial. Whatever the outcome is, it's got to be, now it's got to be viable for both of you. Why? Because when we get into the gives and takes, and, and if we don't have this walk away point, if we go beyond the point that is profitable, you know, we might make a decision that can actually shut our business down because now we're, um, you know, what we're actually selling the product for is actually causing us to be at a minus number. That's not financially viable, but you thought you, can, you couldn't get out of it because of the mindset. When we're in this right place, when you set these boundaries here, you'll always be on a win-win. Now, as long as it's reasonable and it's credible in here, because at any point, if it's a win-lose or even a lose-lose, how are you going to feel after you've actually closed the deal? How will you feel if at any point you haven't set your boundaries here and here and the person isn't getting what they want or you're not getting what you want? How do you think you feel after you close the deal? Let me know what emotions come up for you when you're thinking about this from previous experience. How do you feel?
self-critical, been done over, good. We end up with buyer's remorse or even seller's remorse at this point. And is that the basis of a good relationship? Definitely not. I was thinking about this again, talking about kind of this sharky sort of behavior you have here, going in for the kill. And if, if I'm a shark going in for the kill, you must be a dying fish. And I was thinking about, well, actually, was the program um, Dragon's Den? Well, great. What sort of analogies is, is this or images is it creating? And in America, it's called the Shark Tank. Brilliant. So you're going into this place with these, ten, with these, these ideas that create tensions for these negotiations. But the only reason it's called the Shark Tank. It's because calling it the show about mutually beneficial uh, conversations that are going to help businesses thrive just won't get the ratings. Set your boundaries. Understand how you're going to create that mutually beneficial dynamic so everybody wins. And if it's not going to go on, understand where you're going to step away and go, you know what? Thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate this today. What I know, what I'm getting is this. We're prepared to go to this. And that's what it looks like. How would you like to proceed? And that is okay. Hope this has been useful. We are, I'm just looking over there, we are on time. What have you taken away from today's session that is gonna help you to have a stronger negotiation and help you get your children to bed on time? And maybe actually close some business deals or, or um, you know, get some stronger uh, relationships at work. Setting boundaries, amazing, good. What else has been useful from today for you all? Rule of three, good. It works fantastically in so many places, Vicky. As always, the structural approach, yes. Critical stretch, absolutely. If you go too far, you're just gonna, you know, you cause yourself too much tension. Walk away points, absolutely. Know your boundaries, set them and work with them. Setting boundaries and, and to lessen the stress before you start, absolutely. Plan to walk away in advance if you need to. And walking away is absolutely the right thing to do at right times. We've all done it. Who here has stayed in a relationship when they were younger too long? Yes or no? Who here has stayed in a relationship that they knew just wasn't healthy or beneficial for too long? Yes, yes, yes. Never. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah, it, we've, we've all done it. And it's the same in business as well. Now, we're in relationship with everybody all of the time. But what we know is that if at some point there isn't that boundary, at some point if it's not feeling right and we continue to flog that dead horse, we're just gonna cause ourselves a problem. A, it's embarrassing for us and B, it's just, you know, it just creates tension every time you wanna have that conversation. And when you look at the word stalemate, I haven't looked at the actual, you know, the, the entomology of it, of it, the word stalemate, but in short, if you broke in, it's stale mates, you know, like stale friends, stale relationship. So you have to set your boundaries and know when you're going to walk away because it's just not healthy anymore. Um, like a sat nav, you need to know where you are heading. Absolutely, Tracy. Good. Three wishes. Plan A, plan B. Good. Plan A, plan B. People say, oh, they shouldn't, but you shouldn't have a second plan. You know, plan B, you burn the boats, all of that stuff. You ask a parachutist to jump out of an aeroplane without their emergency chute. And see what response you get. Hope this is useful. Just as we're going to get questions, so questions. What questions have you got for me for today that are going to help you to strengthen your negotiations and your communications and your relationships? What questions have you got for me right now while we're doing that? 
We're going to drop the link into the chat, uh, the chat box for Monday's session. If you have not registered for tomorrow, now is the oh, I keep saying tomorrow. If you have not registered for Monday, now is the time to do it. How does the buyer's preparation differ to this? It doesn't. Now, we both have wants and needs in this. And your wish might be to get £6.80, their wish might be to get it for £6.40. This is being mindful of this. And some of those things also comes into, um, now what your wish might be £6.40, and actually their wish is to get it for £6.80. Darren's filing a suggestion here as well, which is great. Sellers should do the square dance for the buyer to see what they see. Great suggestion. Put yourself in the shoes of the other person. A uh, coaching tool called perceptual positioning, which is phenomenally powerful, is put yourself in their shoes. What's in it for them? Now, what can I see? You know, do you know the relationship that the buyer has with their manager? Um, do you understand what's going on for them as a business, what their concerns as an individual are, individual are? How well do you know that person? Very often, if we're selling and we've got relationships with other organizations, those relationships will go on over a course of time. So it's absolutely vital that empathy is key completely, Patrick. It's vital that you build relationships with these people. You know these people's first names. One technique that I know as a coach and as a seller and all these things is find out what's important to the people that are important to them. So what you do is you start going one layer back. So if you know that someone's, um, someone's passion, someone's hobby is Staffordshire Bull Terriers, okay, great. Maybe when you're having a conversation with them, you find out how the dogs are. I've got, and one of my clients is um, in that space as well. And the idea is, you know, at Christmas time, I send them something for the dogs, not for them. Why? Because they care about their dogs more than they care about themselves. So you're starting to plug in these things. Get to know the individual, then go back and fill the preparation sheet in as if you are them, as if you are that company rather than the one you're in. To start to give yourself a little bit of dynamic and a little bit of understanding. And having it there in paper is then easy to when you step out of their shoes back and try and look at it. Oh, this is what Brian needs. This is what Kelly wants. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is. Okay, great. Fantastic. Great question. Thank you very much for that, Howard. What other questions have you got for me right now that's going to help you do what you need to do in a negotiation? As they're coming in. So look, there's the link there for the ultimate guide to negotiation. We've also got the link there for Monday's session as well. Virtual virtual classrooms. Right now, okay, we might have some dates. We're returning back to a live classroom. That means me actually meeting some of you face-to-face -face potentially, meeting some of your teams, helping to support your businesses, improve the results they're getting in many aspects of what we do in the leadership realms. The virtual classrooms right now is easy access for people to dive in and start learning some skills. So whether that be in, in coaching, personal development, negotiation, we have a virtual classroom that's going to fit every one of those elements. And whether that's me or one of the MBM team coming together to make that happen, we've got the right skills to deliver the right impacts for you and your teams and your businesses. The link for the virtual classrooms is there in the chat box right now. If I can help you, now's the time to have that conversation.
And as yesterday, I think Stuart said, I need to convince my boss, well, this is the first negotiation. If you're going to have any homework coming out of this session today, is to start planning that negotiation that you're going to have with your manager, with your leader, to help get me into that classroom to help deliver better results with your team. What better homework to have? We're almost bang on the half an hour. No other questions are coming through. Really great to have some time with you all today. Really appreciate this, appreciate the engagement. Everybody have a phenomenal weekend, getting that in advance now. Have fun, enjoy the sunshine, spend time with the family. And I will look forward to seeing you on Monday, same stiffy learning time, same, same stiffy learning channel. Um, with the third stage of negotiation skills with me, Nathan Simmons. See you soon.